the entire system works to eliminate as much labor hours on site as possible in order to reduce pricing and make it more affordable for different generations of people, not only millennials. The construction industry produces 600 million tons of waste every year, and that's just in the United States. Globally, it's probably something like 10x that. At the same time, we have an affordability crisis, we've got an environmental crisis, and another problem, too many of the houses we built just suck. They're ugly, there are too many of them, too uh, built up together, McMansions, all that stuff. Can we solve all these problems with robotics, 3D printing, and maybe some good old-fashioned Henry Ford-style automation? Welcome to Tech First. Today we're chatting with Dmitry Starodobstev, CTO of Mighty Buildings. Welcome, Dmitry. Thank you. What's wrong with the way we build houses today? Yeah, I think there are three problems. So first is the housing supply chain. It is highly constrained. And second one is the, you know, labor crisis at the market, especially in the well-developed countries. And the uh, third reason is that, you know, the current housing is not like uh, well enough for the market requirements, which are changing, for example, net zero requirement or, you know, higher uh, wind load or earthquakes requirement, uh, especially in the regions like Florida and et cetera. So in the, you know, uh, regions where, you know, there are like hurricanes, etc. So you're applying 3D printing, robotics, automation. Give us a big picture. How are you building houses? We, uh, we are changing several parts of the construction process. So first of all, we start with building the so-called housing envelope which is a wall system together with the ceiling and some other major components which are part of the envelope. We're building those components on factory and procures those uh, to the construction site very fast and quick. And the um, additional advantage here is that we can easily localize the product for uh, any particular market in the world uh, without any, you know, uh, issues with, you know, changing the requirements for higher wind loads or higher earthquake requirements and whatever. Interesting. So you can build whatever local requirements there might be right into the system as you're building it. What do you use 3D printing for? We're, we're using 3D printing to accelerate and speed up the uh, manufacturing process. We're manufacturing wall system. And 3D printing allows us to eliminate uh, human labor, increase quality, uh, and as well as, you know, uh, increase the uh, overall throughput of the factory. Uh, because we are using factories as a tool, you know, to produce those uh, housing components, highly fi finished, highly, highly completed housing components in different parts of the world. So uh, the, uh, the factory itself uh, is a very important part of our value proposition. And 3D printing is part of this factory. It's interesting because you must have fairly custom houses because 3D printing makes a lot of sense when you're building sort of one-offs or few-offs, right? Um, but if you're building sort of the same house a thousand times or 10,000 times or a million times, then often a sort of a stamped or poured or cast type of manufacturing would work better, correct? 
Yeah, you are 100% correct here. And we are actually changing the way how we approach market with the uh, 3D printing technology. So, for example, if we are talking about uh, concrete 3D printing. So, most of the cases, they are leveraging technology in order to build one-off projects with very unique architectural style, you know, with very unique exterior look and etc. So we're approaching 3D printing differently. We're trying to automate construction process, increase quality and increase factory throughput in order basically to unlock productivity in the regions with high housing demand, providing uh, them our mighty factories as a tool, you know, to unlock those probably limited design options but on a higher scale and with much more higher quality and providing much more, uh, you know, market features necessary for the customers. For example, higher R value or, you know, lower weight of the system, which allows, you know, install it faster and more easy, you know, and spend less on logistics and et cetera. And finally, so the, the entire system works to eliminate as much labor hours on site as possible in order to reduce pricing and make it more affordable for different generations of people, not only millennials, which was our original like value proposition, but uh, for different types of people at the, in the market. What's the process at the construction site? Uh, how do you put it together? How much faster is it? It is very simple. Uh, we produce highly completed, as I said, highly completed uh, set of components, which already implemented those parts, those features as, for example, exterior finishes, interior finishes, as well as connectors, you know, to um, assemble the entire system faster. So we uh, put it on site as a Lego blocks, you know, and then uh, we can easily assemble those pieces within like uh, hours instead of like months of typical construction time. And actually you can see the video on our website when we are showing how we built the uh, building envelope which consists of like a number of panels uh, easily assembled all together with a ceiling, which is also prefabricated part of the house, as well as we're introducing some of the prefab elements as such, for example, prefabricated bathroom unit, uh, which, uh, you know, produced uh, remotely for, from uh, as part of our global supply chain component with the super high quality, you know, uh, finishes like tiles and everything. So from one of the you know, best uh, suppliers uh, at the world. But at the same time, you're by leveraging, you know, different types of prefab components from different parts of the world, we're able, you know, to assemble those together very, very quickly and with a high quality, you know, focusing more on the energy efficiency and, you know, product features, which are really important for the end customer. So bathrooms, you can get like a prefab component. What about kitchens, flooring, other stuff like that? Walls, interior? Yeah, you know, we're trying to move in both directions. So uh, on one hand, so we're trying to increase number of components we're producing with our core tech, with our like uh, composite materials, right? Uh, increasing, you know, finishes, uh, for example, like exterior, etc. At the same time, you know, on the other hand, we're moving with traditional prefab components, unlocking, you know, more opportunities for traditional developers at the, at the market, those we call emerging developers, you know, to use the most high quality components uh, from different parts of the world uh, in their housing solutions. And finally, you know, you're able to build house faster and significantly optimize this, you know, return of investment cycle for the uh, developer by building faster with the, uh, you know, uh, uh, less uh, labor hours used. 
Uh, and this is actually the core very very proposition in our like new uh, B2B model, which we just announced, you know, just recently, a couple of weeks ago. Can an individual come to your website and order a house? Uh, we, uh, it is a very good question. You know, we started with this model as a B2C company. We, we were approaching, you know, the uh, B2C customers with our first product. It was like low hanging fruit for our company as a startup, you know, uh, to start like uh, building and selling homes faster with the new technology. But then, you know, we got stuck with a number of uh, issues related to, you know, uh, permitting process, uh, which is very difficult, you know, in different parts of California, especially, right? And we, you know, as a company, since we're trying to adopt this technology faster, so we're trying to uh, figure out the ways how to make it, you know, faster and accelerate this process. And this is why right now we're focusing mostly on the uh, B2B developers and not working with the direct customers. That's sad news. Um, I like what you've done. I like the the look of the houses there. And I was hoping that, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> you could just come and order one and, and, and go for it. Um, talk about cost. Uh, how much does it cost compared to standard construction? You know, right now we're targeting on like 20% less than the uh, traditional construction. If we're talking about apple to apple options, right? When we, you know, to, uh, talk about the similar quality and similar, you know, uh, positioning on the market. We're like targeting at the moment, more like a semi-premium market. Um, you know, it is like common for uh, a lot of other startups, right? When are, they are starting adopting their new technologies. They're mostly, you know, focusing on those like uh, customers who take, uh, who cares more about the, you know, quality and um, uh, design options, etc. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we uh, definitely will uh, go back to this like uh, mass consumer market going further when technology will get enough adoption actually with the industry. Because our, uh, you know, aim of the company and one of the major goals, you know, is to uh, unlock the platform with the new materials and new way of producing those construction components faster and in a more sustainable way uh, in order to, you know, allow uh, developers in different uh, parts of the, of the world, you know, to um, switch to our new technology. And this is why, I mean, the, the larger adoption of technology will, uh, is possible only when we are working with the developers as a B2B customers by having mm -hmm. like larger projects, you know, by, you know, having larger volumes of material, which uh, at scale will, you know, uh, decrease in pricing and et cetera. Basically scaling the processes is one of the goals of the company, you know, in order to achieve certain point when technology will get this necessary adoption, you know, to um, to become a really, a, a really, you know, affordable for the the entire market. You claim a ninety nine percent reduction in construction waste. How do you achieve that? You know, uh, everything which is related to our core components, so the wall system, uh, which we call Mighty Kit System. So we are, you know, achieving those, uh, this 99% by simply, you know, using 3D printing, which doesn't generate waste. So there is no mm -hmm. waste in the factory. We are like use uh, the same, exactly the same amount of material we, we need, you know, for this particular component. And that's it. There is no like any other operations which would produce this waste. 
I mean, unless, uh, I mean, uh, there are some like certain operation for this, like 1%, but it's very little. And mm -hmm. we, if you will, will like come over to our factory, you can see that there is no like uh, dust or something like this, which is very typical for traditional construction processes. Sure, sure. You are 3D printing something you call light stone, which you say is four times stronger than concrete, but also lighter. Is it using some sort of honeycomb design how, to be more load-bearing with less material? How, how is that uh, stronger and lighter and, and a good material for building? Yeah, uh, that's a very good question. So uh, if you're talking about the material and comparing uh, apple to apple to concrete, for example, even the material itself, without any honeycomb structure, etc., cetera, uh, lighter than concrete, but when we leverage uh, this, you know, parametric design or, you know, uh, design for 3D printing by introducing infill structure into the wall system, we can significantly reduce amount of material by, uh, you know, remaining the same uh, mechanical parameters of the wall uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, leveraging more, uh, you know, design solutions rather than just, a, you know, safety factor or factor of material in order to achieve this uh, structurally sound uh, wall system, uh, mm -hmm. which finally, you know, like multiple times uh, lighter, but at the same time, same, same strong uh, system as the, I don't know, whatever type of components we are comparing with, for example, wood or, you know, um, concrete. It would seem that at scale, you have significant room to decrease pricing yet because at a 20% sort of discount in terms of the final product, I mean, when it's 50% faster, you got way less labor. Your site says three people can assemble, I think, 1,100 square foot home in you know, three months or something like that. So your components must be a little more expensive right now. I'm guessing, you know, it's still early in the process. You haven't made maybe uh, gotten to the scale that maybe you want to get to in the factory. Is that correct? Yeah, you are 100% correct here. So uh, the economy uh, comes with scale, right? And this is a very specific, this is a rule for every startup. And mm -hmm. by, you know, by adopting our technology with having, by having, you know, more uh, larger uh, projects, right? By leveraging more material, right? Or material volume. So we can significantly, you know, accelerate our price reduction for the market, nice. right? And so at the end of the day, so we will uh, figure out, you know, and together with the industry, you know, how to reduce margins, right, for the uh, entire industry where, where uh, in the situations where, you know, developer will uh, choose the new technology, which gives probably like a lower mar margin, but uh, by having the uh, uh, less labor involved and, you know, the lower uh, and faster building time. So the uh, finally, you know, the developer uh, will be able to build more houses, right? and unlock mm -hmm. more potential, you know, to de for, for development in their particular region or even, you know, go global, for example. And this is what actually significantly change, uh, uh, differentiate construction from, for example, automotive market, right? Um, you know, the, the major thing is here is that there is almost no, you know, uh, global construction companies in the world, if we're mm -hmm. talking about like uh, low-rise residential housing. So in, uh, you know, multi-story development, uh, there are, but, you know, in low-rise, uh, there are not because, you know, the way how uh, the traditional industry construct houses 
is very different from the automotive industry and the way how people approach design, right, and architecture. And, you know, this is why, you know, we're uh, thinking about like a global company here to build a platform that would allow, you know, people leverage uh, very specific, uh, probably limited design, um, you know, uh, options for the end customers, but providing the, the highest quality, you know, the fastest construction time and everything which is necessary for our current time, like ZNE, right, zero net energy standard and, you know, smart home components and et cetera. Let's talk about ZNE just briefly, the zero net energy. I saw in the two developments that you're doing in the California area, um, a lot of solar panels. Uh, is that the idea there? You basically, all the energy that the community needs, the community produces? Yeah, exactly. So the, uh, uh, you know, the idea is to uh, design home in a way where it can like consume at the same amount of electricity, which was, you know, generated by the alternative energy sources here. And uh, the entire community, uh, so we are building right now in, in California, exactly like this. Nice. The houses that you have on the site, I mean, you're a California company and you're building in California, look like they're California houses and that's great. Do they also work in colder climates? Yes, uh, it definitely works uh, because there are like several reasons for that. So first of all, the material itself, uh, you know, has a, a less like thermal conductivity compared to uh, a bunch of other materials, for example, concrete. And by also leveraging different like uh, design features, like as I said, like in fill structure of the wall and introducing new insulation materials so we can achieve much higher energy efficiency compared to traditional wall systems. And this is why, you know, we are, for example, right now, you know, working on one of the projects with a very cold region in South Korea. I mean, it's something like, you know, our, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't say like pet project, but we're like trying to figure out the specifics of this market by working with the um, very talented local architects. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, the local requirements there uh, in terms of, you know, climate are uh, significantly different from the California. And it is very interesting, you know, for us as a company, you know, to uh, design our technology in a way where we can build our homes in any part of the world. And for example, where I am right now, so in like uh, closer to like Saudi Arabia, right? Or uh, United Arab Emirates and etc. So the climate is so hot and uh, there is another problem, right? And the material, you know, have to withstand uh, all possible types of climate, right? In order yeah. to unlock this, you know, construction possibilities with a new material in different parts of the world. This is why, I mean, shortly, uh, simply answering, I would say that there are like no limits in this regard for the material. We just need to little bit like localized product for very particular market. Yeah, I mean, it's all insulation, right? Insulation from too much heat coming in or insulation from too much heat leaving. Um, there's different directions there, but that makes sense. Uh, my dream is that one of these days I'll be able to go to a site, design a house pretty simply, you know. Uh, it, I'm not a big designer, so it has to be like building blocks, and I, I'm pretty visual and put the big picture together and then click buy now. And then it gets shipped in like a month or something like that to the lot and it just gets assembled. Is that actually going to happen? Yeah, I'm 100% sure that it's going to happen. And so we just need, you know, to work all together. So uh, because the industry is so broken, 
And that was, you know, the major reason, you know, why, why I personally, as a co-founder of the company, decided to start working on this technology is because I've seen so many potential here. I mean, so there are like so many things we uh, should do all together. And this is why I actually really like and love the competition in this area. So the more comp uh, companies we have at the market, the faster we will unlock, you know, the potential for like uh, higher quality of homes and faster development time, which is now like sometimes is very crazy. I mean, and not only yeah. because of technologies, because there is, uh, there, is, there is like other part of this, right? So the uh, compliance and permitting side, uh, which is also broken, I think, you know, but at the same time, you know, uh, I think so there should be companies who would, uh, change this thing as well by you know introducing new digital ways of doing, for example, inspections on site. And it is possible. Mm -hmm. And it happened, you know, in COVID. It was a very interesting story with us, you know. So uh, when COVID came, so we, uh, you know, changed the way how we do on site inspections with the, you know, authorities. And by leveraging, you know, new digital tools, just simply, you know, providing their like uh, videos, etc. And it was enough for that. But once COVID nice. like stopped, so they switched back to their previous model. And I said, <laughs> what's happened? Why we cannot like continue? It's like really great. I mean, we can like really improve the process. They said, oh, you know, it's, uh, we should follow the process or whatever. Interesting, interesting. You get a telepresence robot in there. I've interviewed drone companies that do inspections of large scale construction projects, billion dollar construction projects via flying drones, Lots of different options there. Dimitri, before we end this, uh, I probably totally butchered your last name. Please say it properly so people can hear you. Yeah, my name is Dmitry Starodubtsev. I didn't do it too badly. I kind of you know, just did it really quickly so that even if it was super bad, nobody would notice that much. So I guess it kind of worked out. You did it great. You did it great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Thank you for your time.